Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. How about that? That's the that Solzhenitsyn. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Thank you, Google, because you know right. a brother, a brother's kind of yes. slipping on I'm his, on his Russian. I'm working on English. <laughs> <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome again to the Middle Ground Podcast. Today we're going to be joined again by Brother Dawood Alayman and we're going to actually start a multi-part series to explore some important concepts that are being talked about uh, from various speakers from Andrew Huberman and others that want to explore the concept of the mind or other types of uh, online or self-help gurus that want to explore such concepts as mindset, but we want to challenge some of these if we're going to use them to bring them into conformance with what Islam has to say. And so, is there such a thing even as the mind or is there just the heart? And so, along with these, we're going to explore concepts of manhood and womanhood, as well as other virtues that we should be cultivating within ourselves. So, this will be a multi-part series. And so now we're going to get right into it again with myself, Imam Mark, and with Brother Dawood Aleman. So go ahead and put me to the, the Inquisition, man. We got This is the new Inquisition. This the is not the Spanish. This is the SoCal Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> not the Spanish Inquisition, the SoCal Inquisition. Southern Inquisition, that's right. So uh, I think our, our, our direction we've been talking about and uh, kind of focusing on would be the three concepts of mindset, religiosity, and health, in the sense that they're all connected in one way. And, and they're all missing. And they're all missing. And they're all absent it's today. A, 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 a cake with no, you know, frosting. Yeah, so. yeah. Huh. Or a frosting with no cake, and right? That's right. Yeah. And so uh, related to manhood, womanhood, habits, I mean, there's, there, there's a plethora of other concepts, subcategories that would kind of revolve around the idea of mindset, religiosity, health. And like you said, they're missing or they're piecemeal. Yeah. And they're not organized in such a fashion where people can kind of connect the dots. So I think uh, we're going to start, you know, building out um, a lot of our podcasts revolving around this. And eventually uh, we might even have some kind of uh, mentorship and programs that uh, people could join and uh, we can really do the deep dive in helping uh, helping the community, helping ourselves, and uh, getting things back in perspective as we're getting out of perspective in the great state of America, the United States of America. So it's just <laughs> the, out of control, my the man. U- disjointed, ununited, uh, uh, bifurcated states of mass confusion. Mass confusion. Well, and you have a good quote here. I'll let you run with it, um, which I think really hits the nail on the head here. Oh, the one about uh, from Al- Alexander. I can't. How, this is a uh, Russian dude, man. Just forget it. You know what's his? Name? It's not Putin. He's got a. Not a you Putin. Know, it's not Putin. Not Alexander Putin, right? Uh, so, how do you pronounce his last name? Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna attempt. Okay, I can. It starts with an S, right? It's like. Something something Insky, right? Sol Solchins Okay, so we're gonna put his name in the show notes. Because I don't <laughs> Thank you. The only Russian that I know and I'm probably butchering it is Niznainichivwe, which means I don't know anything. So I, I had a I had a friend of mine years ago that was a Russian dude. I said, I just 
teach teach me some Russian. And he started talking. I said, you know what? Teach me to say I don't know anything in Russian. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the only thing that I remember, you know, from, from him. So, um, but he was a, you know, a, a late 20th century, uh, I guess you could say orthodox Christian philosopher. And so he, he obviously he experienced communism, uh, USSR, he experienced all of that, and in particular, he experienced it as a Christian, as a as, as a as a person of faith, and what that was like to go through. And so, he was asked one day, like, you know, what's going on with you know how, how did Russia going go from being a predominantly Christian nation? How the heck did they get involved with you know communism? Mm. And so, I think he was given an award for something. And so, at this speech. He just simply said, men have forgotten God, and that's why all this has happened. Mm. Right? Men have forgotten God, and all this has happened. And this is actually very interesting because, you know, w- definitely from the Islamic perspective, one of the things that Allah Ta'ala will punish people for on the Day of Judgment, inna nasinakum, right? You know, that you, that you have forgotten this day, and so we have forgotten you. Mm. And so, as one of the, you know, right, and therefore taste the eternal punishment because you have forgotten, right? So, not knowing who you are, forgetting who, you know, who, you know, who you are, um, obviously, is this something that, 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 that you will find uh, that transcends, you know, many different religious traditions. But yeah, I was reading something the other day. Um, actually, I was reading, and this, this will tie in because. I was reading up about this current fascination with some elements of the Muslim community with, you could say, conservative Christian thinkers. Mm -hmm. And so this particular person, Alexander Salt, you know, I really want to find out how to pronounce this dude's name, man. You know, I'm going to ask Sheikh Google, man. Can you help a brother out? Uh, Alec, what's his name? Well, as you mentioned, though, the idea of of oh, here we go. I can even have it'll, it'll it'll tell us. There we go. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. How about that? That's the that Solzhenitsyn. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Thank you, Google, because you know right. a brother a brother's kind of Just, slipping on I'm his on his Russian. Working on English. So <laughs> but you know, he came to have uh, quite an uh, influence on many conservative Christian thinkers in the West, uh, particularly with their obsession about communism and, and these other things. And so I wanted to see, well, man, what's going on with Muslims being obsessed with the sort of Christian right now? You know, we went from being obsessed with the kind of Christian left and post-Christian left, meaning liberalism. We, we flirted with that for a minute. And now an element has split off and they've become very fascinated with uh, elements of conservative Christian thought. And so I was like, you know, let me let me go into this. So I was just looking at some Muslims that were posting this or that, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole, mm. and I came across this, this, this figure who is definitely, he's very smart, very, you know, very intellectual, has some really great reflections. Um, and that was one of them that just, when yes. I saw it, I was like, that did kind of resonate. That being said... Uh, I'm not enamored with uh, Christian conservative thinking because, you know, for a whole number of reasons, which is beyond, you know, this episode of the podcast. (laughs) 
but but, the, but but you but again, a lot of them are trying to de- re either trying to define or redefine manhood, mm. trying to define or redefine having some type of like you said vision or these other things. So uh, even though his, you will not find him cited in Bukhari or Muslim, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, it was an interesting statement. Well, and there's that you as you said, Quran, the foundations. You know, from this quote, we find it in our own religious text. And the concept here is mindset. And when we can orientate, as I mentioned, religiosity and health. So all of these are kind of in the Venn diagram uh, and overlapping each other in one way or another, these three concepts. So if our mindset isn't correct, and I would say number one right there is, have we forgotten God? And you have to question yourself about that. Am I remembering God enough? Mm -hmm. Is my intent in what I do, am I mindful in my actions, in my thought processes? Uh, you know, where am I at in that space? Am I on autopilot? Am I yeah. just kind of, you know, uh, wandering around and not really thinking about my day? And it happens. You know, we just go on autopilot because of our work, you know, uh, space, um, home, the busy life. And that plays a part on our manhood. And then our mindset. So we need to reorientate our mindset, get things uh, in perspective and prioritize things. And so this quote at the very end here, uh, the great forgetting. Yeah. So, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, the great, man, the great reset, the, the great, great reset. Free, now, I just to... saw a new one, the great taking. I'm like, man, <laughs> they, they're great. Ooh, um, <laughs> well, so, you know, it's interesting if you think about like, the, you know, forgetting. Just to also give one more yeah. ayat from the Quran, right? So there's the passage from Surah Al-Kahf. You know, many of us read on on Fridays, and there's the statement by Musa alayhi by Moses, mm. and he's on his journey, and then he has a moment of forgetfulness, right? And he says that you know, for inni nasitul hut, I I forgot my fish, right? They they had caught mm. this fish presumably to eat for dinner or whatever they're going to do, right? And he says, you know, inni nasitul hut. I, I I forgot my 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 uh, my fish. And shaitan is the one that made me forget. And so I think another important thing to talk about forgetfulness and mindset is that, you know, we should even ask ourselves, is there even such a thing as the mind? Because the mind is a very modern, you know, I'm not saying that we can't use it, but if we are going to use it, it needs to be unpacked. So that we make it conform to our understanding. Because the mind is, in many ways, it's a very insidious term that came to be employed in a secular age to banish the notion of the soul, and particularly of the heart, the heart. to Oof. the very periphery of any kind of cultural conversation. And so when we talk about having a mindset, what are we talking? We're talking about having a good heart, right? Qalb Saleh, like having a good heart, being a good person. And of course, part of being a good person is not, is not to be forgetful. We don't mean just absent-minded. I'm 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 like the embodiment of the absent-minded professor, right? I forget my keys, my wallet, everything all the time. But there's a difference between absent-mindedness and then forgetting Allah, mm-hmm. of which you know one. That can be an influence from the shaitan, even for one of the great NBA, right? One of the great prophets, Moses, Musa, alayhi salam, says, What? What? Illa shaitan. 
It was only shaitan that made me forget it. Right. Um, but then out of that, right, even you know, came something good. But um, but yeah, I think I think if we're going to talk about mindset, we should be careful not to jump into such a secular term without making sure that we do our due diligence to define it on our own terms. Very yeah. just, very you know, lazily, clumsily, just adopting these terms, like you know, because now I saw that some you know. Muslim lady on uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. <laughs> and, you know, she's marketing uh, Muslim mindfulness. Right. This new age, yeah. And, right. Yeah. Like, what is that? Right. You know, uh, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, I mean, there are certain techniques used in modern psychology, like cognitive behavioral therapy. And I studied these things when I did my chaplaincy, at, you know, at Penn and Drexel. But still, I feel like there hasn't been enough due diligence on the part of Muslims to to, to use or we, the, the tawlif, right, to the employment of these words. And yeah. uh, that there are some insidious connotations that come with those words. Yeah, you got to be careful. You know. And, and so I, I wrote a piece... And we'll get back to forgetfulness in a minute, but I did write a piece on filtering. And so one notion to use your filters or how, you know, the terminology is synonymous with many things, you know, how you interpret the lens of Islam, your filters of Islam. Filters uh, are, you know, from any cultural perspective, how you were raised, you know, the dynamics of your family. So how you perceive the world around you you're going to interpret that based off of different key factors um, in your life. And so for me, as I listen to certain things on podcasts, um, perspectives right. of money, finance, mindset, so-called spiritual spirituality, uh, this, this terminology, as you mentioned, is like becoming per- pervasive and, and it's getting muddled up. And so, whether you're Christian, Muslim, a believer, let's just keep it like that, in yes. God, yes. we're borrowing ideas and concepts that, hey, uh, again, might be On a little, the surface level, they look and sound, sound great. great. That's The speech of that man can, <laughs> you know, enamor you very right. well, but he's just, you know, he's not saying nothing. So, you know, I got to filter that through, well, what does the Quran say? And, you know, for you Christians, what does your Bible say? You know, can we find this? Are there certain text that we have textual validity for some of these concepts that are people that they're doing and this isn't new it's old from way back the 30s it comes from um uh the renaissance period moving into yeah you know uh train of thought trail of thought you know we had so many different authors from france europe yes. to america yes where it became pervasive in their writing that hey kind of this idea of you don't need god like you have your own agency and you can think, you know, in the universe will provide yeah. for you. And, you know, hey, God. <laughs> so the universe people can get lost way out in the universe and then never recover. And it and it's and they would get tricked because they see something happening. Wow. No, it really happened. And even in our Islamic tradition, we will find where companions or particularly a wife, I think Ibn Masood's wife she 
went to the talent to the if you will witch doctor at, right. at the time because she had a twitch in her eye and he prescribed her this talisman so she you know this kind of necklace thing yeah. or put it around her neck and then there her eye started stopped yeah. twitching so ibn masood came home saw this and said shirk in the house of uh, yeah, Masood, right? And she uh-huh. said, no, 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 no. But really, I mean, I believe in God, Allah, of course. But no, it, it, when I put this on, my my eyes stopped twitching. He said, well, because you started worshiping shaitan, he stopped kicking you in your eye. He was kicking you in your eye. <laughs> and then, yeah. so your yes, eye was twitching. Yeah, yes, and then when yeah, you yeah. started worshiping him by putting on this, right, yeah, this he thing. He put the boot back well, you, on you. <laughs> so we might see some cause and effect relationship. Right. But, is it jiving? And there's a difference between correlation and causation. There you <laughs> Right? There you I mean, go. that's, like, I think, probably like a great example of the difference between correlation and causation, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I you know. So, uh, the, the New Age terminology, don't get wrapped up in it. Right. Make sure you're filtering it with the right filters. Back to forgetfulness before I forget. <laughs> so, we even have our father Adam. Yes. And... Allah had pulled out all of his progeny and he was out of his back and Adam is looking at his progeny so who who is this he said this is who will come after these are your children this is your progeny after you and he's looking at all of them and he saw Dawood and he saw something special in him and he said who's this he said this is Dawood your son and he'll come Towards the end of time. So one of the imams said, so where are we at now? Yeah, I know, right? right. <laughs> that was coming at the end of time, and we're, we're, we're so at the where end are of we the end at? Of time, right? So yeah, yeah. he says, well, give him 40 of my life. Now, Adam had th- a thousand years. He said, give him 40 of my life. So to make it short here, the angel of death is coming and ask him, it's time to go. He says, it's not time to go. I have a thousand years. A lot of my, my Lord told me I have a thousand years. I'm not. I'm not finishing. No, no. You gave forty of them to your son. So the ulama say, well, you know, Adam forgot. Benny Adam will forget. Our father forgot. We'll forget. Right. So it happens. And so, so being mindful uh, through the filter of Islam is that you're aware and you have intent in what you're doing. You're aware of God. You're aware of your actions, and you have orientated yourself yeah. in your deed and in your word. And so, part of our your manhood and womanhood as well. But we'll that that'll be another podcast. But the idea of manhood starts with, if you will, can start with mindset, and our mindset is orientated with God. And so, one of the strategies, if you will, is repetitiveness. So, repetitiveness uh, is a big marketing strategy. Yes. Where if we can keep saying it and showing it often enough. They're gonna go buy it eventually. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you just keep hammering at them. Just keep hammering. I mean, I'm. I, I probably, I probably got thousands of dollars worth of things that I've purchased <laughs> just because I'm like, all right, I'm. I just said, uncle. <laughs> Let me try that. I just, <laughs> you know I just tapped out. I'm like, you know, I mean, if I if I just buy this thing, they'll stop you know, hounding me. But then you know, <laughs> they'll you know, stop pounding me. You know, then, then then another one pops up. You know, and another one, yeah, new color, and so. Allah says this in Quran, right? Dhikr of Allah. Yes. Until you're a majnoon seeming. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just keep, just keep, keep, keep doing it. it. I mean, but there, like a there is man. a, there is a lot of you know hikam. There's a lot of so-called wisdom and 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 uh, benefit 
in the repetition. I mean, we are you talking about you know new age or you know gurus? But I mean, look, you have like now in our in our in our culture, it's it's almost been raised to the point of like a uh, like a like a hookum of this idea of you know ten thousand hours. Mm. Right, you can master something. You know, you have to apply yourself ten thousand hours to. Well, what is that? It's repetition. repetition. It's not ten thousand hours of doing different things. It's mainly ten thousand hours of doing roughly the same thing over and over and there over and go. over and over again. Right? right, right. Mastery, and I'll give you a little side note. I remember. I think it was Sheikh Hamza. Uh, he had he had mentioned about the master. Of something, let's say calligraphy. Uh. I think he was talking about calligraphy. So you look at the calligrapher, and a sign of a master is that when they perform something or do something, you feel you could do it. They do it so well, and it seems so effortless that you feel... I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Until you attempt to do it. <laughs> it's like, you know, you you watching Gordon Ramsay chop them onions. I could do I could do that next thing you in the ER, man. You know, getting a getting Where's a new getting a 3D printed uh new new index finger, uh, right? So, so but the master is all about repetition. So, one of uh one of the um jiu-jitsu guys I watch uh he was explaining the foundation of the master he always goes back to is the horse stance. So we all right. learn the horse stance. You know, you kind of position your legs in yep, a certain yep, way yep, and yep. you get your hands cocked to your side of your... And then you get you know, that burning just, going and your quads. Yeah, you have and, that squat yep. type of uh, stance and the horse stance, you know, for those of you who don't know, go yeah, look it up. Yeah. And, that, and they always would just go right back to the foundational movements and practice of what they yeah. need to and not... We all just want to get to the trick stuff, man. Can I right. do a, a a flying, you know, drop kick yeah, on somebody? Yeah, yeah. And the master has been doing the the groundwork and still doing the groundwork. And so for us, uh, part of our mindset, and it, you know, here's one thing that really helped me out. And I, we've been taught this is when you want something, ask for it. So in your dua, if you're not, re- I ask Allah, oh Allah, and cause me to remember you greatly. Well, one of the du'as of the Prophet Sallallahu after the prayer, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik. O Allah, aid and assist me in remembering you. You know? SubhanAllah. Right? Yeah. A'inni ala dhikrik. Right? And being excellent in my worship. But beginning, what? Help me, aid me, come to my aid in remembering you. Yeah. And that's the du'a that he would make, alayhi after the prayer, and the prayer is what? Dhikr. Like you remembered Allah, you remembered I have to pray, you just got through praying, yep. and now that you've just got through praying, and you're about to go back into the world of nisyan, right? you're about to go back into the world of forgetfulness, so as you, you know, your madkhal, right? your makhraj and your madkhal, your makhraj from the salah, you're exiting from the salah, mm. which is when you are close to Allah, and you're about to go back into the dunya, is that you begin with this du'a, Allahumma yeah. adhikrika, right? Wa shukrika, wa husna ibaratika. Oh Allah, help and aid and assist me in remembering you and being grateful to you and being dutiful in my worship to you. There you go. Uh, which, you know, inshallah, we can also put in the show notes anybody that says very short du'a and it's beautiful to learn and something you can recite after the, the, the prayer that's from the Athkar Nabawiyah. And that's the repetitiveness asking for it, applying it, keep, and you forget. You're like, I mean, I forgot. 
you know and and that's that is the pref- that is the threshold moving into the door of wokeness you're a, you're awake you're starting yeah. to become mindful uh, about your speech your yeah. actions your deeds and your incorporating so you have this intent you have to want it you have to desire it. so get your mindset this is part of your manhood this is part of getting your mindset together and remembering god and we see this as we just uh had started the show um with the christian philosopher yeah. explaining hey uh don't forget God, the great forgetting. And so even one like the the, the 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 dua, right? Quran, right? The dua in the Quran, right? Oh Allah, you know, don't take us to task. Don't grasp mm. us. Don't punish us. Don't take us to task for what we have forgotten. So even the Quran acknowledges that you have your limitations. You will be prone to to forget no no matter how hard you try you will be prone to some forgetfulness yes. this is why in our fiqh when in the very beginning in the study of fiqh and you how to worship the different acts of ibadah there's a whole subchapter on what we call asahu right forgetfulness mm. of the salah so yeah. that you can repair the salah or mm. first you have to ascertain is it fixable or do i have to repeat it or and so i think Maybe to now make the the next leap is that even if you are forgetful, which every human being, you know, we're all going to forget from time to time. There's a difference between that as just like a it's like a it's like any mechanical device, a car, an airplane. It doesn't matter how sophisticated it's engineered, or even how simple it is. At some point, it's going to stop working, mm-hmm. and it's going to require service, maintenance, and accountability. There we go. So even if you do forget. Right, so part of the manhood, the mindset, all these things is also being accountable. And so, just okay. like the mu'min, the Muslim has to be accountable in their prayer. If you forgot something, uh, did I pray three or four rakaah? Did I do it? Right, you have to be accountable for it, and then do what is then necessary to rectify or to even redo. It's true. It's true. Don't be, and you know, this is part of our ahsan. Uh, are are striving to you know excellence. You might fall into a, a bad habit, if you will, of well, I'm good with that. Well, Allah will accept it. God will accept that. And you know, if you will, for it's just half monkey man. And that's you, the shaitan you know. is that what he will try to encourage you to commit the major acts of evil, either to wor- worship something other than Allah or to be lax and neglectful mm. in your major, like the prayer, the fasting, Ramadan, and such and such. And if you can't succeed in that, then he's going to come and say, you know what, don't pray the nawafil. Don't pray the extra prayers. Or you know what, when you make wudu, you know, uh, you know, just do the fard, don't do the fadila. You know, just wipe once, don't wipe three times. Or, don't repeat your wudu every single salah, even though it's not necessary. And right. it's not, you know, but we know that there's a barakah, there's a blessing in repeating the wudu for every salah, as we covered a couple of weeks ago in the in the new Maniki Fiqh class, right? That there's a blessing in that. But Shaitan is, he's like, hey man, I'll take whatever I can get. Exactly. And he'll follow you up in the little deeds for you to forget. Uh, just a side note, so wudu is the ablution or the washing up for prayer. Uh, so as as believers, we 
we consecrate ourselves, if you will, or we get this uh, purification through water and, um, and then go to our prayer. But yeah, so even in that, we become neglectful or we can. And I think there was a hadith um, where the Prophet some he told the Sahaba, go out and you know collect a bunch of wood for the fire. So, of course, they're in the desert. All they can find is little pieces. They collected all these little pieces in their shirts or whatever. They can kind of tuck it up in their shirt. They dumped them on the ground. He said, okay, put them all together and then, you know, set them afire. And it was a, you know, raging fire, so to speak. And he said, that's your, <laughs> that's your bad deeds. All the little ones, they accumulated up to this huge fire. Shaitan will take whatever he can whatever get because he, he swore an oath to Allah, yeah. right? Satan promised Allah. And this is, the, again, the, 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 the heights of his arrogance is that he would mislead us. But even to that, Allah said, you know, No, no, no. You might get a sub, but not the ones that are sincere. Sincere doesn't mean perfect. Mm. It just means what? Even when they do forget, or when they sin, or when they make a mistake, they are swift to be accountable for it. Mm. So, sari'an, uh, you know, they're very quick to make tawbah. They're very quick to repent. They're very quick for istighfar. They're very quick to ask Allah for forgiveness. They're very quick to make up for it. Mm. Because, you know, I think we talked about this uh, some time ago that the Prophet Sallallahu said, what, if you commit a bad deed, and the Quran also talks about this, right? You commit a bad deed, then do a good deed to blot mm. it out, right? And so that is a mindset. Yes. If, in a sense, if we're going to adopt that word, then this is what we're talking there about. We go. But it's still, I think we should also, you know, not to overhammer this, but really, you know, it's about the heart. So Definitely. when we say, you know, mindset... Because it's only going to be the heart that's going to have this kind of reverence, this rahba and this khawf, uh, right, and khashya and this taqwa, this fear, that it's ultimately going to be, you know, really, when we say mind, this, from the Islamic point of view, is really like a euphemism for the heart. Yes. Because it's not, a, the mind is not, it's not a matter of some kind of calculus, no. you know, okay. Stop. I mean, and I think we've heard so many studies of how many uh, uh, neurons are in the heart. Yes. And Allah talks a lot about the heart. Don't they have a heart? Yeah. Lahum <laughs> <laughs> Right? The problem is what? They, Allah says they have hearts, but they're not using them for comprehension, for fiqh. Can you imagine? Right? So, you know, that's what I'm saying. If we're going to employ these words, I just want to make sure that, yeah. you know, we really understand that when it comes to this type of uh, action or whatever you want, it is the heart that we're really talking about here. I agree. It has to be cultivated. And moving into this idea of intent, and um, I always forget his last name, but uh, the neuroscientist, Andrew. Oh, uh, Huberman. Yeah, the Stanford dude, right. I heard an interesting study in regards to um, this idea of having this intent in which he was speaking with his one of his colleagues and she was explaining that she was working out and her, I guess a senior uh, researcher, told her, hey, this is all placebo. And she said, I was thrown back. I said, what are you talking about? This working <laughs> out, what do you mean it's placebo? I'm... It's not placebo. I'm like I'm I'm 
this is exercise. I, <laughs> she goes, I was a, I was a young, uh, I think she was a 100 meter runner or something like that. So she was doing her, her exercise and stuff. Anyways, she goes, well, how can, how can we test that? How can we measure that? Yeah. This is placebo. So they developed, they designed this, this test. She goes, it was a, a, a small one, uh, but basically we had housemaids at a hotel. We did a control study. The control, control group were informed that, hey, doing maid work really helps you in your health. Uh, and we gave them this fake literature in regard, like what the uh, you know officials have said from, <laughs> from the government, CDC, and what you know, all these organizations. Back in the day, right? Studies, studies, yeah, have said, show you know, up. and so we just kind of developed this stuff and gave it to them, and they read it, and you know, all the health benefits of doing maid work, right? And so the other group, so we 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 would do a survey, you know, every week or so with the two groups, one who have no idea they're just doing their work, and the other group who had read this literature and have been informed that, hey, this would work for you. This right. would help your, your health. So at the end of the month, we collected the data and basically the controlled study group were, were like, yeah, I really feel a difference and I feel like I'm losing weight. I feel more ha- happy. Yeah, yeah. And the other group, you know, and, and actually in the beginning of the study, the whole, all of them said, well, you know, it's just work. We're tired. We're exhausted. We don't really feel any benefit from this. It's like, you know, just hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just get our paycheck and, you know, I don't feel any healthier leaving, you know, and going home. So anyways, at the end of the survey, the other group said, no, we really feel like there's a difference in, in our health. You sure. Know, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the idea of placebo, the placebo effect and your intent to do something. Right. So, for example, if we're intending to wake up. So one of my habits is, you know. From the grace of God, I get up for for Tahajit. And this is my first thing. And so Andrew also mentions his habit, waking up early. And his first thing is to do some type of activity that gets his endorphin going or his adrenaline. Yeah. And he says one of the things he does is he'll actually go outside and just a brief walk. Like he might just step out the door, just go to the end of the driveway and come back. Right. He said, just that daylight or whatever visibility and coming outside of my unnatural home of light into, even if it's still a little bit dark, out into the environment wakes you up. There's just a natural correlation with the mind and its chemical process. Well, what do we do as Muslims? Even if it's just fudger, you're waking, the first thing you're doing, wudu, you're getting ready, you know, whatever before that you might do and then... You're you're actually doing some physical movement. You're yeah. stimulating yourself. But if you're not doing this with intent of not to wake up, but to praise God, that whole other process isn't happening. And there's dua right when you first wake up, right? Yes. So all of this preparation to get up. And again, as we've talked about, it's about the heart and what's going on there that sets the day. Yes. And that's what even neuroscientists have come to the conclusion. Placebo has this idea of intent. Now those workers, the maids, were going with an intent yeah, because yeah. they've been informed, hey, this is what could happen for you. Yes. Well, in our, we've been informed, this is what will happen for you. So as you mentioned, you know, lifting the bedsheet uh, dumbbell there, yes. uh, getting that covers yeah. off of you. Um now you have an intent, mm-hmm. and when somebody has an intent to do something, 
wow, you usually will accomplish right. it, right? So yeah. we're informed of the, the great uh, benefit of Fudger. And, you know, neuroscience and science in general doesn't need to be the foundation of our uh, sure. rationale. It yeah, just, yeah. It, that's uh, uh, ancillary, you know, yeah. um, if not effect, but information that comes up yes. that doesn't corroborate. We knew. We're corroborating for them. Yeah, we knew that. We've been doing that for years. You guys sure. just catching up, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, saying a kind word, saying a positive word. I mean, we hear every week. We probably don't listen to it and, 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 and think about it because uh, we've become accustomed to it. But it, usually in the beginning of the khutbah, you will hear uh, the imam will say, in the in the muqaddimah in the beginning of the khutbah in you know in alhamdulillah nahmaruhu wa nasta'inuhu right ila akhiriha and then one of those is the verse that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the khutbah which is why the imam always says it in the khutbah was ya ayyuhalladhina amanu ittaqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadidan o you who believe o people of faith have fear and reverence of god and speak a word that hits the target mm. Speak a straightforward word, or a, a, a word that is sadid. You know, sadid is a word in Arabic that literally is like you're 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 aiming for something. You're 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 you you have a goal to achieve, and part of achieving your goals is going to be how you speak, how you formulate your thoughts, how you formulate your words. Mm. So a lot, and again, this is not. You know, the difference. You know, we're talking about all this. Uh, you know, self help guru stuff. You know, an important difference is that those people may or may not have something positive. To, like you said, he's got this, uh, you know, empirical clinical study. Okay, that's great. But Allah has given you a command, right? Mm. The Lord of the universe, the creator of the seven heavens and the earth, Benefit has said, no Qulu, all of you, Qulu, qawlan sadidan. And so, you know, Tying this in with, of course, the very famous hadith where Umar ibn al-Khattab, right, one of the first great leaders of of, of this ummah, of the Muslim nation after the passing of the Prophet ﷺ said, while he was giving a Friday sermon, while he was on the minbar, he said, what? He said, I heard the Prophet say, what? That actions are based upon their intentions. Mm. And that a person will only get what they intend for, right? And so this shows the importance of intentions. And when we intend something, that usually is going to involve words, thoughts, you know. Yes. Uh, and so I think, you know, being purposeful, I think if we can kind of fold in some of the things you're talking about with Huberman and what he's found is that be intentional. Yeah. You know, when you wake up, this is why you're talking about there are certain du'at, you know, asbahna wa asbahta al-muklillah, right? The, the, those hadith that the Prophet ﷺ would say that, you know, I, you know, we have awakened or I have awoke as has the creation, you know, purely for the pleasure of Allah or by the will of Allah that we have awoken. Or wa amsayna, and the same thing in the evening. Or as I mentioned in the khutbah last week that the Prophet ﷺ, can you quote thalath marrat? Right, that he would say three times in the morning, in the evening, right? He would say that what I am content and pleased with Allah as a Lord and Islam as a religion, as a deen, as a way of life, and Muhammad as a prophet. 
and to say these things three times, mm. that that will be the person that will show up on the day of judgment, that Allah will be pleased with him mm. or her. And so I think intentionality is so important. Even if we don't, you know, it's not it's not a magical formula to coerce Allah or beat it out of the universe to get what we want. No. But in fact, it's kind of, and this is maybe a little bit new agey or some of this kind of talk, but where the process becomes more than the product. Yeah. You know, by having this attitude, if you get it, alhamdulillah, as we say, we all, we, we, we praise and thank Allah. We praise and thank God. And if we don't, alhamdulillah, you know, and we trust that it was not given to us because either, and, and we have to admit, maybe it didn't earn it, that it was not good for me, though I wanted it. Mm. Right? Or I will get it, but you know, later on or perhaps even in the next life. Mm. And I trust in Allah to make that decision and to make that assessment. If Allah has decreed and made an, ass- an assessment, I don't, I don't get it. How, I, who am I to argue with my Lord? Right? And Heart so, set, mindset. Be, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that intentionality, I think, you know, to wake up with your day and not be like, oh God, I got to get out of bed. You know, and, you know, sure, everybody has their days. But we're talking about developing a mindset that's going to be 80, 90% of the time. Anybody can have that one day out of the week or a couple of days out of the month where, you know, you've just been burning the midnight oil or whatever. And you, you oh man, you know, yeah. getting up is really a process. But you want that to become far more the exception than the norm, mm. you know. Uh, yep. So that you, you're very, like, you know. He wakes up with the intention to like go outside and get sunlight. We wake up with the intention. We can add that to it, you know, uh, at some point. But we wake up with the intention to acknowledge the one that made the sunlight. That we- <laughs> exactly. And that made the sunlight beneficial. Yes. So you know they're just scratching the surface, and I'm not belittling. No, no. Right? They're, they 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 have undoubtedly come upon some very very beneficial breadcrumbs. But they have also sufficed themselves for just the crumbs. We're trying to get the whole loaf of bread. There we go. <laughs> and and that's the key to, to remember and removing ourselves from forgetfulness is that we have a hereafter. So we're trying to, as some of the scholars said, we're, we're um, deconstructing our hereafter while constructing our now. Yes. And our now is just an illusion. So... We can capitalize on, as you mentioned, our worldly life and yes. our hereafter when we have the right intent. Yes. And we get that intent correct. We get our process. We embrace the process. I remember you mentioned, and we might hear this many times before, it just embrace the process because that's also what we're graded on with yeah. our Lord. Our they fulfilling and doing the process correctly do they have the right intent and that's where it starts so um inshallah we're going to continue the conversation here with brother daoud aleman in our ongoing series on mindset heart set here on the middle ground podcast so stay tuned for part two that'll be coming out shortly assalamualaikum